is not one in which you're right through to about one o'clock for the next hour or so. Now, I'm sure you've all been watching the RTE debacle yesterday, of course. We will give you an update on that as the week goes on, but it looks like the Minister for Justice says we need to draw a line under it. And I think, dude, the first time ever, I actually agree with the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee. We need to draw a line under it. We cannot have this continue to dominate the newspapers, dominate the news every single day when so many more things are more important are happening around the world. I am sick seeing Ryan Tuberty's face in the newspaper. Let's not make him the poster boy of the shambles that is RTE. RTE is a shambles for many reasons and not just Ryan Tuberty. The payments to Ryan Tuberty uh, just brought it all out in the open. I don't know whether Ryan Tuberty did himself any favours yesterday with Noel Kelly, but I don't think he came out of it any worse than he went into it. Um, it certainly seems that they are all in some sort of denial that the extra payment could be considered to be part of your salary, even though it was a tripartite agreement and a wage given extra on top of what the pay cut was. Of course, Ryan says he did get a pay cut of 20%, but insists that was a separate deal with Renault that he will be working for. And in fairness, he said if he doesn't have to do the work, which he hasn't had to so far, but he's only done three of those six gigs, I think it was, um, he will give the money back. Now, that kind of brightened the faces of most of the politicians yesterday in the Oireachtas that he said he'd give the money back. But they were flustered on many occasions. And Ryan did say that famous line, think of the children, at one stage, which uh, I don't know how well that went down, to be honest with you. I think the whole thing came across a little bit patronising. I thought on one or two occasions, Ryan was a little bit arrogant. Um, he probably should have mea culpa a little bit more at the start of the whole conversation. I think it would have worked out better for everybody. If he had just said, listen... I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have taken the payments. At the times that it was, I should have said, look, let me take the pain with everybody else. Uh, it was an oversight. I do apologise. I know there's a public perception of greed, and I do apologise for that as well. And maybe that would have went down better with the general public than the constant defence of this payment all the time. Anyway, hopefully it'll all go away. RTA, of course, will be back in the rock just to tell us all that they don't agree with what Ryan and Noel Kelly says. And, of course, Kevin Backhurst, the new G, uh, uh, DG of RTE, said he will address the seven untruths that Ryan Tuberty has pointed out. But the big question is, of course, will Ryan Tuberty be back on the radio on Monday morning? He said he could be out of a job by Friday. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't mean that, that maybe that verbal contract he has in between the radio and TV gig to the radio gig runs out at, uh, on Friday. I don't know. But I think maybe there's a suggestion there that it's either Monday or nothing. In other words, either give me my job back by Monday or I'm not coming back. Uh, that could be the case. I don't know. We'll find out on Monday, I suppose. And Kevin Backhurst said he will make an announcement in relation to Ryan Tuberty's position in RTE uh, very shortly. That's enough of RTE. I'm sick of it. I got an interesting email that I think we need to deal with. And it's one... I know these emails are generally about one person's situation. But they are moral dilemmas and things that, were, I suppose, problems we all face in life at some point. And it says, hi, Niall. I listen to you all the time. And can you bring up a topic for me? My wife is 65 and in care as she has Alzheimer's and was diagnosed a few years ago. But very quickly, she went downhill. It got to the point last year where we had to make a family decision that she needs to be in care as she was a danger to herself and the others around her with her actions. She would go walking in the middle of the day and we couldn't find her. She was turning on the cooker and leaving it on while I was out. And one time she smashed all the windows in the back neighbour's house with her hand and had to be hospitalised with cuts on her hands. She had no idea why she even did it. Sadly, I can't be there all the time, as I still work hard to pay the remortgage that we took out many years ago. And my daughter is in her 30s, is single and works as well. I do visit my wife nearly every single day, although many days she has no idea who I actually am. 
and just sits there talking gibberish. And it's so sad because I love her so much and I miss her company so badly. About three months ago, I was at a wedding and I met a woman that I knew years ago who's now widowed and we arranged to go out a few times for cups of coffee as we were both very lonely and just looking for company. Things have progressed and we started to get romantically involved. I took the bull by the horns last week and I told my daughter over a cup of tea thinking she'd be happy for me. But she flipped and now she won't talk to me. I told her I met a friend and we were thinking of going on holidays together and she went crazy. I told her I still loved her mother and never stopped visiting her and never will stop visiting her. But she just didn't understand how lonely I was and, I was, and called me a cheat, saying that her mom isn't even in her grave yet. I explained that her mother could be like this for years and I'm not destined to be alone forever. I'm still a young man at 63 years of age and I have my emotional and physical needs. And my friend has needs too and we both get on really well. This doesn't mean I don't love my wife. But when I go to see her, she has no idea who I am. Uh, I am, uh, oh yes, and uh, every now and again, she just remembers stuff. Should I just ignore my daughter, who I also love, or should I pursue my own happiness? Now, should he pursue his own happiness and ignore his daughter? Or should he stop this romantic involvement with another woman while he's still married and trying to justify it? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 87 188 That's 87 188 Wrong number. Do apologise. Sorry, wrong number. I'm thinking of the other place. 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. It's on the screen, all right? If you're watching now on Twitter or on Facebook on Rumble, it's on the screen. 085-100-2255. We want you to get involved. Is he wrong, morally, to do what he's doing? Let me go to Roisin. Roisin, how are you doing on the Live Bowling Podcast? Hi, how are you? How are you doing, Roisin? Lovely to talk to you in a different setting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roisin, I mean, look, this is morally difficult because she's no idea who he is. He still loves her, still visits her every day, but she's not really of any company to him anymore and he feels lonely. I disagree with him completely, 110% disagree with what he's doing. Mm. You think it's just morally wrong? It's morally wrong. The love has obviously gone for the wife. And I guess that, that it is frustrating that his wife has gotten to this stage and he's still young and he wants to enjoy his life. I understand that. But you married this woman. You failed in sickness and in health till death do its part. And he has already moved on. And the poor woman is not even in her, in her grave yet. I don't agree with what he's doing. And I think that he, when he went and told the daughter, it was very... Very insensitive. But so There's what? So should so should he everything. should he have just hid it from the daughter and said nothing? No, he not that he should hide it, but he should have placed everything on hold until it came to the day where he was in a position to make a decision when everything else was settled down. I don't agree with what he's done. Mm. I have gone through something different but similar in a way um, with my partner, and I stood by him. And I fought for him and we got him the help and we got married in the end no. of it then. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't agree with what he's doing and he definitely should not have come to the door. They're all going through this as a family. It's not that he's on his own and that he, like it's not as if the wife has gone away altogether. She hasn't. She's still there. But unfortunately, she's just in a different health situation. I, I get the impression that her physical health seems to be reasonably okay. It's obviously her mental health. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he says she, she has no idea who he is when he goes to visit her. 
And and that could be very difficult. Yeah, that could be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that hurts. But at the end of the day, then he's he's obviously stopped loving her because it's not the person. Well, maybe. Well, when you say he stopped loving her, he says three times in the in the email that he loves her. Uh, and still loves her. I mean, but you can't love her and move can you, on. Can you How love can two you people? That? Can you love two people at the same time? Well, I don't believe you can. Okay. Not at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said to you in the other conversation the other night. Yes, life is too short and you have to be happy, but you can't. You have to fall out of love with one person to be able to completely move on and complete that relationship. Yes, this woman may be lovely and she may be providing everything that he needs and wants and they're a match. Yeah, that's fine. But pause that until the right time. But the right, t- but the right time could be 10 right years time. away. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, she, I mean, people with Alzheimer's, sadly, you know, they, they lose their memories, well, from what yeah, we believe. Yeah, my granny had it. Yeah, I, but they could be physically fine for many years. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, 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 and that leaves him in a situation, now he's 63, I suppose the argument is he's getting older and, you know, and does he want to look back at his life when he's 80 and say, you know, I sat there for 15 years lonely uh, when I could have done something about it? I suppose that's the argument, isn't it? It is the argument, but it's not lonely when it's love. Mm -hmm. It's not. And I just, I completely disagree with what he's done. And I just, don't get me wrong. Is he a cheese? Is he a cheese? To well, me, yes. Yeah, well, he is. But to ev- like, look, everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves happiness. They all deserve that fairy tale. I get that. I understand that. But he's very lucky to have had this, had that in this woman. And unfortunately, her health has deteriorated. And he should be there more for that woman now than ever before. He should be making it easy on his family and on his wife, so that they get to enjoy whatever may be left of this woman's life together, and not be distracted by this external woman now. Well, stay there. Let me go to his... I want to go to Jimmy as well. Jimmy, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Bowling Podcast. Hey, Nile. How are you doing, Jimmy? Look, Jimmy, there's no doubt this is a difficult situation. But Roisin says that's him, it. Yeah, you're blaming the man. What class of a woman is she to go on with a man who she knows his wife is, is, is ill in hospital? She can't be much... But she's a, she's widowed, uh, according to the email. Well, she can't be much now. This is all like, oh, the man, the man. What about her? Going around, she knows the situation. She had any respect for herself and thought anything of, of, of that woman in her illness. She wouldn't dare do that. She can't be much. That's all I, I just have to say about her now. Right, okay. I'd so. like to have a chat with her now. I'd, have to see, I'd like to see what she's like. So she can't be much of a all woman blaming, if she's willing to do that. No, all blaming. Everything is blaming the men. Well, it's well, him, him, yeah, but him. he, well, well, it's the his man wife. Was probably going along, the man was probably going along, minding his own business, and then this one has nothing else to do because her husband is dead. Right, of heaven on the soul, the poor man. She wants this fella, and he's an old lamb, an old easy prey, vulnerable, and and he falls into the snare. And now he's caught, and now he's getting blamed for it, as though he instigated the whole thing. But you just, he's been made feel. But, 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 but there's a pair call. of them in it. There's a pair of them in it. You oh, know, well, I mean, he didn't. He didn't have to say yes to her. He could have said, "Listen, my wife is ill. Thanks very much well, indeed." Some but, of these women, some of these women can be very, thick, um, you know, yeah. cunning and, and, and very behind that woman. Do you think? Do you, Ro- 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 are you agreeing with Jimmy? Yes, a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. So you think this woman is equally, if not more, to blame because? 
She's dating oh, a man who she knows his wife is still alive. Because she knows he was on this the man. Mm. No, but what what mm. happened is this man is vulnerable. His decisions aren't going to be the way they should be normally. He's not going. He's to, lonely. He, he's all those things. That somebody. Yeah. And you'll he's find he has money. And you'll find he has money. Oh, he has money, Jimmy. I reckon, yeah. And a nice car. But it's not even about that. But it's preying on him. Like it's a vulnerability that he has, and yeah. that she's after grasping onto that. Yeah, and then trying to make him feel guilty over what she's after doing. That's typical. But Jimmy, you know? you're but Jimmy, you're letting him off the hook here completely. No, I'm not. no there's a pair of them in it. There is, but like he should not have never, come to his, his door and said, "By the way, I know Ma'am is in the position she's in, and she's not gone anywhere yet." But I've already moved on, and you deal with that. That's not find, nice. Now you'll find the woman is after getting her to, getting him to do it. She knows what she's going for. She's going to get to get him to divorce. You see, and once this speeds up because of the age, this is all happening. This is how cruel this world has become. Get him now to divorce his ill, sick wife. Get the form signed. Get into the house. Get it sold, and good luck to him. That's there's there's people who do that as a career. They're called career claimers and that kind of stuff. They're mm. experts. Mm. They're at it all their lives, falling in supermarkets and stuff. You'll find that, and you're just taking this as though it's just a one-trick pony or a once-off. You believe that. I wouldn't. And that lady there doesn't believe it either. That man needs prayers. He needs prayers. Uh, well, uh, well, get away yeah. from this. well, hang on a second. I, I say there, Roisin, and say there, Jimmy, and, and John, the pastor. I'll be with you in a second, but I want to go to another John as well in Castleknock. John, how are you doing? I'm great, and you guys doing well too? Yes. Yes, absolutely, John. Yeah. So, so, John, it says on my screen, you say, "Thumbs up, life is short." Uh, correct. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's about it. Not sure if a man or a woman is old and lonely and loses their lifelong partner in one way or another, for God's sake, uh, aren't they entitled to meet a friend? If, if, they if are, they but have there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place. Like, I've gone through and experienced something like this where I could have easily put my hands up and walked away and met somebody else, but I stuck it out because I knew it wasn't... The real person behind it was my husband had gone through a bit of an issue. We went and we got him help. We got him sorted. And I stuck through that, through thick and thin, for 18 months. And now we've come out the other side. And I know this dementia will never reverse on this woman. But if you loved somebody, you would stick by them until the bitter end. And I don't oh, believe for one moment that he... Okay, but hang on, Roshan. Sorry, just to go back to John again. John... She's still alive, the wife. Now, she doesn't know who he is. She has Alzheimer's and she's in a care home. But she's still alive. And he says he's lonely. Um, is, is, is that enough that he's lonely? Well, you know, Rosie's right in a way. If there's any hope of anything good coming out of things, obviously it's going to stick by your partner as long as, uh, as, long as they live, death till death to us part. But at the same time, if they are dead to all intents and purposes to you and to the world uh, and heavens above you, you're, you're just a very lonely old man or woman and your children pop in now and then. Uh, life, I imagine, I, it hasn't hit me yet, but it will hit us all someday. Life, 
uh, must be a very lonely place out there when you lose your partner, your lifelong partner, if you've never been separated or divorced, which I haven't, fortunately. Mm. But, uh, no, you, you put a lot together uh, in, in a relationship and a life, and uh, you don't, you know, I mean, this is nothing. What he's doing really is, is really trying to get out of the loneliness that he's, uh, he's in now. Yeah. And his last year to, to make something good from them, you know, and be in a happy place there. And nobody can condemn him for that. Well, well Jimmy, well, Jimmy, you are condemning it. There you go. John said life's, too, life's too short. I am not condemning anybody because I can't, nor neither can I judge. But you can love somebody in sickness also, as in health. You can love that person and be so preoccupied with going to visit her taking her things, holding her hand by the bedside, praying with her, say the rosary, bringing her Holy Communion if you go to Mass in the mornings. There's so many things, ways you can love your wife until, step by step, until you take that step that takes you over the threshold to eternal life. Because marriage is eternal. It's eternal thing. It does yeah, but she, yeah, but, but how, yeah, but the point that John is making is, if she has Alzheimer's and is, he used the words dead to the world or dead to him... Um, he still loves her, but she could be in this position for 10 years. And meanwhile, he's getting older, the last years of his life. And John is saying, you know, and essentially, life is too short. You've got to make yourself happy as well. Well, I'd, I'd love now, Daffel is listening to this program and that one. I'd do with them. And I'd love to sit you two down and have a cup of tea with the pair of yous and let you know what's going on. Because you're talking about love. And does that woman even go and visit her husband's grave? Does she ever get a mass said for him? What's going on? Towel people behaving like that. Yeah, but, but, yeah but, if he's like... Only, but if he's only going on a holiday with this other woman, the widower, and, you know, and has a, you know, a small romantic relationship, but it's not like they're getting yeah. married and moving in together or anything like that. It just makes him happy. Oh, no, I think he's vulnerable. I think that man... Is vulnerable. I really think that man needs his daughter at this time and, and there's anybody that's listening to that knows him, get him out of it quick because he's going to be sheared. He's going to be well, there you go, There you go, John. As far as Jimmy's concerned, the woman that he's kind of having the affair with or that he's with at the moment is equally as bad as he is um, knowing that his wife is in a care home and having, you know, and having a relationship with him. Well, you can talk about it, you're blue in the face, but I, I, as I said before, uh, loneliness is a terrible thing and, and it must be a terrible place for every widow or widower or somebody who has, in reality, lost their partner one way or another. And I don't think God wants us to sit over a bed, uh, if, you know, saying rosaries with a person who doesn't know you're there for the rest of our lives. I don't think he would ever have wished or willed that. Mm. So, you know, I, I can't say no Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Jimmy. I, I wouldn't be trying to interpret what God thinks and put on to this situation. How about if that woman that he's with now gets Alzheimer's? How about if she starts suffering it? Or if she meets a new fella, how will he be able to take that? Like, I mean, all these things happen. We see these trials coming up before the courts. I think it was Moonlight or some of them. They all got involved in similar type relationships. That's right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It ended up dirty. Well, well, ha- well, hang on. Let me just go to John the pastor as well. Uh, John, how are you doing? 
good, yeah, yeah. yeah. John, I, 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 look, it is, there's no doubt, listen to Roisin and Jimmy there who are completely against the idea of this, uh, and the other John there that was talking to us, there's no doubt that people get lonely when this kind of thing happens, but but is he right to kind of move on with his life a bit? Look, there's, there's no doubt, I think one of the plagues of our modern age is loneliness. I mean, the irony is we have any number of means of communication and yet people are lonelier than ever. People are very disconnected and I think it's an indictment of our modern world. Mm. Uh, but again, in some ways, I think it's a reflection of a, a throwaway consumer society where everything is disposable, including relationships. And as a consequence of that, you know, people are ending up on their own. And um, I suppose to the person who said life is short, I would simply respond that eternity is long. And, and it's a reminder that... You yeah, know, well, that I, I suppose he's talking about life on this earth. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I understand yeah. what you're talking about, eternity, of course, if you're yeah. religious. But, but life on this earth, yeah. the, the time you have on this earth is limited to 82 years, probably, average. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's 65 now. He's got about another 15 yeah. years left of him, or whatever it happens to be. So realistic, okay, you know. Suppose, yeah, loneliness is a reality, but it doesn't justify this behavior because ultimately, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's unfaithfulness because, and by the way, she's not dead. She's living. No, no. And I suppose yeah. just, just well, John just used the term, she's dead to the world. Well, uh, she's not. I mean, oh, no, I know, I know. She's not. I, mean, I, I suppose you, you, in many instances I've, I've dealt with people, people who've come out of comas and, you know. Yeah, but there's nobody coming out of Alzheimer's. With respect, John, nobody's coming out of Alzheimer's. People don't get oh, cured okay. of Alzheimer's. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, as his wife, I mean, marriage is a, is a, it's a covenant, not a commitment or a contract. It's a till death do you part in, in good times and bad. And I suppose, you know, I have a friend of mine in, in the in the church and uh, he's from Africa. He came here probably t- about 10 years ago. His wife developed a- Alzheimer's. And, um, uh, you know, it was, it, it, it was a, a very painful journey and uh, she only recently died. But he, the, I guess for the best part of 10 years, he was going into a care home to visit her and I mean, and you know, he's a young and, and, guy, that's, and, and John, that's the right thing to do, and, and everybody understands that. Yes. But but I'm reading his email. There doesn't seem to be any malice in his email. He says that he just became lonely. He says he has physical and emotional needs, and he met this woman at a wedding, and she's a widower, and they you know just share a cup of coffee every now and again or whatever it is, and and they want to go on holidays together now. And they're maybe he says they're, they're somewhat romantically involved. Now I don't know what that means essentially. But he still says he goes to see his wife every single day and still loves her. But she she doesn't know who he is anymore. Niall, can yeah, I just ask a question? Yeah, Roisin, go ahead. Now, let's reverse this, right, fragment's sake. You're in that position. You're you're the one in the Alzheimer's. And you've married this man. And you've gone right to death to his part. You've loved me all my life. We've had a lovely life. And next of all, in your time of need... Your husband has decided, look, I am too lonely. I'm running. See you, see you later. How must that feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, I don't, love, don't love, get me wrong. I actually agree with you and I agree with John and I agree with Jimmy, but I'm just taking up the opposing view here for you I, and what oh, yeah, people would yeah. say. Don't yeah. you agree with You know, love is by its nature exclusive. And if it's not, then it's not love. And, mm. and yeah. I, I suppose, really, marriage is about... For me, it's about love. You know, the bottom line is, is you marry somebody because you love them. And, and it's it, it, like I said, it's in good times and bad. And, you know, I, I mean, I've married many people over the years. And, and you know, people marry with the best of intentions and, and, you know, with all sorts of dreams and 
hopes and ideals and but you know the reality is the storms of life but then, but then again we're all to human everyone. too John we, we do marry yeah. with the best intentions of course we all do and yeah, yeah. till death us two part etc etc and I, I'm a firm believer in the institution of marriage right um, yeah. but in saying that I suppose the argument is that people say we are human beings and loneliness um, can play a massive amount of havoc on your mental health and particularly the fact that he's only got one daughter who he says is working all the time that leads me to believe yeah. that he's sitting in on his own quite a lot. So, but has he had this discussion with his daughter and explained, "Look, I am lonely, and I need." He did. He said. He said. He said in the email. He told his daughter he was lonely, and he thought when he told his daughter, he said to his daughter he had met this woman, he had a couple of few cups of coffee or you know dates with her, so to speak, and was planning on going away on a holiday with her. Um, that's when the daughter flipped, and he said he expected the daughter to be supportive, but she wasn't. Now I understand. Yeah, I understand the daughter. It's her mother. You know, and, and why she's unhappy and why she feels like that. But but he he wants her to be happy for him. How can anyone be happy in that? The timing is just off. It is just down to the timing, unfortunately. Look, we all deserve a happy ending and that's fine. But going around the timing has circles, just been despicable. Who's going around in circles, Jimmy? You're going around in circles about this. Like, you're really beating this out into something that it isn't. The man is wrong. Well, I, well, I, I know, yeah, but I, but yeah, but, but I did, I, I did read loads of articles today, just in preparation for the show, and from different psychologists and psychiatrists. And this is a huge thing, by the way. This is a, such a common problem, moral dilemma, all over the world. I've seen numerous stories of people who have done this, um, have been in this situation, and sometimes. And I remember talking to a friend of mine years ago, and his father had Alzheimer's, and his father had been in a care home for about ten years, and I. His father died, and I, I rang him up and I said, listen, condolence, I'm really sorry. And he says, oh, no, he says, my father died five years ago. And I said, well, right, okay. And he says, oh, no, he said, look, it was a happy release. He says, my father, he said, the father I know was dead five years ago. Because his father had no idea who he was. Was in bad health, obviously, he was in a hospital or in a care home. Had no idea who he was, no idea who anybody was. And as far as he was concerned, his father had died. So in this situation, maybe this man believes in his own heart the woman I fell in love with is gone. She went years ago. She, this woman doesn't even know me anymore. She doesn't know who I am. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that, no. Well, no, I'm, I'm only saying the experience that this guy had yeah. and what he said to me. Yeah. You know? No, I just think the time and it's very wrong. Um, I just, if it was me in our situation here in our house, I would like to think that my husband would fully support me until it came to the day where he had to ring the funeral directors. And then once I was gone and everything had settled down, then I would be happy to see him move on. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the messages coming in. Somebody says, no point in wasting two lives. Granted, he loves her, but no point in loving her if she can't love him back again. She's defective. That comes in from Mick and Dundalk. Love is is unconditional. Yeah, but people are not defective, Mick. That's a horrendous thing to say about people. That's just effective. Yeah, well, let me, hang on. Let me go to James. Let, let me go to James as well. James, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Bowling Podcast. Uh, good afternoon to you, Nile. Oh, it's my yes, good friend, James. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it, it was in my own family recently, my extended family now, dementia and uh, Alzheimer's. And uh, it was a husband and wife. Uh, he's passed on now, but he had it for about, oh, nine years altogether. Well, people can live a long time. A primary with carer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, people can live a long time with dementia or oh, yeah. Alzheimer's. Yeah, 
Yes, and the wife was the primary carer, and everybody looked at her in, in admiration, the way she looked after him. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. And people were urging her because they were in their 70s, and she hasn't, wasn't well herself. The wife was uh, had a heart condition, and she was not really fit for the job of being the primary carer, but no way would she put him in even to a nursing home. And he died, actually, eventually at home under her care. And, she got outside but sometimes, time to time yes, sometimes you HSE, have to put people... But, and sometimes people are better in a nursing home, better off. Sometimes, if they're a danger to themselves, and, and in this oh, case, well, she uh, is. She, she, she had the outside help as yeah. well, of course, from the HSC coming in. Yeah. But uh, the devotion there was unbelievable, and right at the end, it was it was wonderful to see, really. And uh, there's not a way that she would be of any way she'd be involved with anyone else while this was going on. And that's her decision. Uh, that's her decision. And most people would be would make the same decision. Yes, but to see, what if you're saying, now, if you decide, if someone decides I can have a relationship with my wife with dementia, you're now reducing her value. You you should always give her the same respect to your wife, whether she's uh, ill or not ill. Now. So what you're doing, you're not giving her the same respect. In other words, she doesn't have the same value anymore now. I don't have to give her the same respect. Like the person said there, uh, uh, terrible thing to say, she's defective now, so I don't have to give her the same yeah, respect That was, that was Mick and Dundalk said she's defective. Yeah, well, that's obviously a man of major compassion and empathy and that. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, yes. But but I, I understand, and you're, you're right, you're not giving the person the same respect because it's disrespectful to have an affair. Does, or she, deserve, does she deserve less respect because she no, does not? No, no, of course not. Um, by the way, can I just point out once again, I'm agreeing with you all, I'm just giving you the opposing argument. Yeah, oh, of course you have yeah. to. No, I, 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 okay, but, but the, the argument is, is that he also has his own life to continue to lead to and, and still look after her, which he says he does go to visit her every single day, and I'm sure he holds her hand and tells her what she loves her, but she's no idea who he is. Um, uh, to be, yeah, to be and, he, and he's if, if, and he's feeling lonely. If, but if this lady is uh, this lady that he's involved with, they can be uh, companions to each other now. They can be fr- friends with each other and support each other, and that's fine. That's well, maybe that's that, okay. maybe that's all that's going on. Oh, well, that's okay. Now. I wouldn't say he's up to much at sixty three. I don't. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't think he's swinging <laughs> from light shades. But but I, I mean, well, he said he said they went out for a coffee a few times. She's a widower. And they're both lonely, and they have a lot in common, obviously. And he, he just says more recently it has become, uh, where is it, more romantic. And he says, yeah, I have my emotional and physical needs as well, and she has hers. I will know now, no, as I said, companionship, yes, that's grand. And also, of course, when his wife passes on, it's all right for them then to begin a, a relationship after a reasonable amount of time now. Yeah. And, uh, but no, he, some no, people no, don't no, even no. agree with some, but anyway, some people don't even agree with that. They, there's this whole thing about how long do you wait? <laughs> I remember years ago, there was a woman across the road. Of course, it was a different Ireland when I was a child. But there was a woman across the road and her husband died. And I think within about two months, there was a man going in and out of the house. But, oh, she was the talk of the whole neighborhood. How, oh, scandalous, yes. Oh, how dare she even consider a relationship after her husband died. He was such a good man. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, Roisin, is is there a time that you wait? Is, what, a year, two years? I mean, is is there a time, Roisin? Oh, Roisin is gone. Uh, hang on, wait, wait, wait there. I got to go to John as well. John, how are you doing? I'm very good, and you? Good, thanks. So, John, James says it's disrespectful to your wife who's in the care home, who has the Alzheimer's. Well, it's disrespectful no, no, to even no. consider a relationship with another woman. Number one, anyway, I think that um, loneliness should be classed as a disease. 
is a horrendous thing for anyone to go through, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if there's only, we say, two partners. So if there's no kids and one partner dies, then or one partner is in a home and is not going to get better, and that person has to go back to that empty house every night. That is absolutely horrendous because I know uh, there's people in Cork here, I know. And I've been through Kerry the loneliness myself after a breakup when my mother died, and it was absolutely, you told me to that door. The silence, the denseness of the silence in the house, it is frightening. So, I mean, to be in this man's situation, all right, um, I don't think it's been disrespectful because, look, as I said here, your producer, the lovely Carmen, the whole thing is that um, if this man's wife got better overnight by some miracle, right? That's not, not going to happen, happen John. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah, but we'll just go along with it for a okay. while, right, this scenario. If it does, it's obviously like you mean that he would not see this other person anymore because his wife would be back to what she was before. But I think you are, this is also his possibly way of coping with it because it is a terrible thing. No one even you did what's involved here. I mean, the trauma that you go through, the person that you've been with for years that you probably uh, had a family with, went through all the trials and tribulations of life, is not coming back now. They're a different person. And trying to cope with that, and possibly this is his way of coping with it. Now, I don't think it's been disrespectful. I think, look, life is very bloody short. Like, I mean, I blinked, like, I mean, when I was 20, and uh, next thing I was, fi- I was 50, I blinked again, and it was 68. You know what I mean? That's how fast life can go. So, I mm. mean, look, if he, he wants a bit of happiness. Like, I don't send him out with no, I know the daughter. Well, yeah, and, and by the look. way, you know, Roisin, you were campaigning for happiness the other night when I spoke to you, that it's, you know, it's all about happiness and your own mental health and make, what makes you happy in life. And yet, yeah. you're kind of saying now, well, you know, I'm sorry, you got to stick this one out, even though it's making you miserably unhappy. And John is saying no, he, he understands. I'm saying you need to stick it out, but it's not. Love is unconditional, right? If you don't love that person, your eyes wander, your mind wanders. But you're saying he doesn't fine. love her. He, he says he does but, love her. But, but this is it now. I mean, he, there's no. I'm disputing the fact that you I mean. Like that, he doesn't love his wife. Like, I mean, but he's in no one a situation where he still loves his wife. She's not going to get any better. He just wants a bit of companionship. There, no, the major mistake, the major mistake he made was he told his daughter and that they were going away because yeah. the daughters will always take the side of the mother, always, right? Mm. He should have kept. He should have kept that to himself. He should have right? kept his mouth shut, and like. Well, well, how how would yeah. he have got away with that if he's heading away on holidays? I don't know where he's going. Well, I mean, off in his jolly suspame with another woman or something. There's, there's, well, there's ways around that, but he needn't have said he was going away with a female. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. he, he should have known I was going to come down the tracks when he went down that road. You know, but I think, look, life is short. Look, I mean, and I, as I said, it's not that he loves us. Uh, we've had this discussion years ago. I remember the same topic, some similar with you. And I held the same line. Life is short. It's not that the person is being yep. disrespectful to the other person. It's just that the other person wants some kind of a life before they go bananas all together. Fair. Would you, sorry, let me go back to James. James, it's a fair point, James. And you know I always agree with you. But I, I see the sense John is making too. Life's too short, he's saying. And it's not that he doesn't love his wife. And John doesn't believe it's disrespectful. That maybe that, that the wife, if she could kind of, I don't know somehow let him know that she might think it's actually okay for her husband to be happy. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm slow to disagree with a fellow Corkman, but I have to disagree with John today, now, I'm afraid. Thanks, Jim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't often disagree, but I have to disagree with John no, no. today. No, that's because fine, fine. if you have a situation, for example, now, and, and people are, there's no ill health involved, no dementia, and a guy thinks for himself, wait a minute now, 
I can cheat on my wife as long as she doesn't find out. Everything is okay. And many okay. fellows have done that. Many people have done that, and the wife doesn't find out. So it, it, is it similar now? In other words, if I, if I have an affair with a, another woman and my wife doesn't find out and she never finds out, then that's okay. She, she's ignorant well, of the whole thing. I, so I don't, uh, think it, I, don't, I don't think it's the same thing, James, with respect. I think like the person is in their full faculties, then that's called adultery, right? And that's been really, I mean, uh, immoral and it's wrong. And also, that's, that's where the disrespect really comes in. But in a situation like this where a person is incapacitated, they're never going to get better again. The other person just wants a bit of happiness, a bit of company. I think if the wife could actually telepathically send a message to that man, she'd say, look, you Far need away. a bit of companionship. I'm not going to get better. Look, look. Try and and he obviously wants to get his jollies as well, by the way. You can, it's, that's kind of clear, isn't it? He says he has but his the, physical the, needs. No, yeah, we'll the, the thing is, his wife is actually ill. That's what's wrong. His wife is ill. And uh, I'd have no problem now if this woman and himself were just companions supporting each other and then he, she was supporting him. That'd be great. That'd be, and his wife would have no problem with that. Uh, a good friend is a good thing to have and they can be... Well, his and daughter might vote. still have a problem with it because she's of the female persuasion. So his yeah, daughter... Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she would, but I mean, if they go out and have a, have a meal together, have, there's no need can for I the ask, men to be... Can loved. I ask there's you no a personal question, James, if you don't mind? And I know your your wife died some years ago. Oh, um, a long time ago now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you ever get lonely? For fem- Only very rarely now. For female I'm looking that way. I'm kind of... Uh, I, well, I, I, I can be listening to the Nile Violence show every day now. <laughs> I know that. Every evening. Every <laughs> evening. I have a load of people here in my kitchen. I could have John. I could have Neve. I could have Billy. I could have Angela. <laughs> I could have Jerry Ann. I might even have Jimmy. I'm not sure I want Jimmy, but I could have Jimmy there. And... Uh,
no, no, that relationship is gone. But that's not the reason it ended. No. Okay, well, I don't want to go to your personal situation. Well, hang on, let me go to Morris as well. Morris, hi. I was very disappointed James said he wouldn't leave me in his kitchen. Oh, he didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're invited to his kitchen as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, like, I, I, I was listening very intently, and I know the Alzheimer's thing is very prevalent in our society today. But I met a many, I was telling uh, Karen, I met a man many years ago, and it was out in the back end of Blessington, and he was after getting two buses, one from Artane into town, and then from town out to Tala, Krugsling Hospital. Right. Oh, have I lost you? Morris, he there? And he says, you know what, you know what, son? He said, I love her. I married her for 35 years, and I'll come out every day as long as God spares me. Mm. And he says to me, um, she hasn't a clue who I am, but she's a part of me, and she's a part of my soul and my heart, and I'll keep going as long as God spares me. But he says, remember one thing in life. Death leaves a hole no one can fill. Love leaves a memory no one can steal. Right. It's a nice poetic thing to say, isn't it? So there's the opposite side. There's the opposite side to where somebody is coming from with the Alzheimer's, and then you have the guy that he's sent in. I think he was a bit insensitive by discussing it with his daughter. Do you, do, you, do you think, Morris, do you think he was, is he a dirtbag? Let's <laughs> just say it as this. Is he a dirtbag for going with another woman while his wife is lying in hospital with no idea who he is? No. Yeah, I'd say he was a dirtbag if he never went near her and let her die in the hospital. That would be. But he goes up and he sees her. But he obviously has a medium within his life and his feelings and his beliefs that I'll be there for her as long as I can, the best way I can, but I want to enjoy what I have left as well. Now, is he being greedy? Is he being morally wrong? Who are we to judge him? But just say he dies and his wife dies and she meets him on the other side and says... I never thought you'd cheat on me. I might have lost my mind, but I, I still loved you. Why did you go with another woman when I was still alive? And I do believe in the afterlife, and I do believe people are soulmates, and they go on together after this life, you know? Yeah. Now you kind of throw something into the mix there, which you is should, yeah, yeah. Don't, Go ahead. Yeah, that's probably... I'll ask, I'll ask Borivine the same question. We say, if a friend, if this guy was a friend of Borivine, who you and Morris, right, and he yeah. told you this was going on, would you look at him differently? Or would you, would you criticise him? Or would you say, look, look, that's your business, look, but you're still my friend? I, I, I'd never judge anybody, John. I was brought up by a good woman who raised 10 children, and she told us to be not judgmental of anybody. If somebody wants yeah. to walk that path in life and wear those shoes, and uh, live with the consequences of it. Well, that's your yep. bag. I will mm-hmm. not judge you, and I will not change my opinion of you. I know who you are, and I know what you do. If I think you're a tug or a sc- up the skull duggery, I'll pull you up on it. But if yep. you want to go down this path in life that you were given, we were all given free will when we were mm-hmm. born. You can either do the right thing or the wrong thing, the right path or the wrong path. But don't do so if this, if if this, if this, if, So if this guy was your friend, like him, and you wouldn't turn your back on him? Would I turn me back on him? You wouldn't. You wouldn't turn your back on him. No, I wouldn't, because I, I would, I would not judge anybody by what they choose to do in their life. I have no judgment right on anybody and what they do or say. If he was up to skull ugly and was doing nasty stuff and was brutalizing people, ah, yeah, taking yeah, advantage yeah. of people, I would yeah. deny him and yeah. say that's wrong here. Yeah. What you're doing is wrong. Yeah. But I would not judge anybody in any situation. Okay, but well, well, hang on for a second. Just let me bring Joe in on this as well. Joe, how are you doing? 
Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Nice well, to talk to you. Uh, you too. Joe, do you think this guy is wrong to start a new relationship while his wife is in hospital with Alzheimer's or in care? I think I think he is, yeah. I think it's absolutely appalling because, you know, what does it kind of tell you about society in general? You know, society in general has totally broken down uh, completely when you see that carry-on going on. And I think you should always stick with your partner while they're alive until the day they die, you know? Yeah, no, I know. So what about your lifestyle? Yeah, well, I, I, I think that's the plan, isn't it? Everybody has the plan to stay with the partner until the day they die. That's everybody's plan. But unfortunately, Joe, the plan doesn't always work. When you get a situation where your wife or your husband is in a care home, has no idea who you are, could be alive for the next 10 years, you know, and deteriorating and still has no idea who you are. And you, to yourself, maybe according to this guy, has a duty to himself uh, to remedy his loneliness. We, we, we can't control those things that happen in life. Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah, that's a fair point, Niall, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm only yeah. just thinking like, about the person who's vulnerable as well, like, you know, that is... Um, you know, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't do it anyway. But look, everyone probably has a different way of doing things. But I just find I I find it kind of um, find it very bizarre, really, to do that. Like you know, all my audience are very good people by the sounds of things. James, I think you're having an effect on people. They're all very good people because here I am. I'm defending <laughs> the impossible. I'm defending the impossible here today. Do you know what I mean? I know I could rely on Jonah. I can know I could rely on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hang on. Listen, Niall. Niall. Yes. Niall. Yes, James. I just want to make one point now. Yeah, go ahead. Are you still there? Yeah, I am. No. Um, that that man probably that man by the sounds of now is in his sixties. The chances are, as you know, it's not so common today. But probably in his day, he may, he was probably married in a church now. He was probably married in a church, and he made that vow uh, for better or worse, in sickness or in health, to stick with his wife. So if you make a vow like that, Niall, you, you should stick to it now. You know? Mm. Well, 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 hang on. Let me just bring on one more caller if I can, because I'm running out of time here today. Sienna, hi. Hello, Niall. How are you? How are you doing, Sienna? And I, and I hope you're feeling well, by the way. Um, now, I don't know... Sorry? That's Oh, it's a disgrace? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if if did his wife, if that was my father, I wouldn't speak to him again. Okay. If did his what? wife, I, but if did his wife, I mean, if she had an accident and she's in the wheelchair, what's he do? Is get off the sick with him? Well, I I think if she had an accident and was in a wheelchair, she'd still be copus mentis. I think that his point is that she's no company to him anymore because she doesn't even know who he is. She just thinks he's a stranger. So it's not really a good comparison. How could you have sex with someone when you know that your wife is in that... Point of point, yeah. Your wife is there. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay, she doesn't know you. But she's still there. I just can't... I just can't get my head around that. Yeah, but John is saying that, you know, you, you have a duty to yourself as well, you know, if you're lonely. Yeah. Can you make a final point, John? Yeah, yeah. Well, ha- well, hang on, Sienna. Hang on. John wants to say something. Sorry. So go ahead, John. 
Yeah, just a final point on the whole God thing, right, and the religious side of it, right? I mean, we don't know whether this man is religious or not, like, and if we say he is, he probably is struggling with this as well, struggling with the fact that he's... But, I mean, look, if you believe in a loving, just God, and he looks at this situation, God in heaven, right, as looking at this person, he's trying to do the best he can. He hasn't completely abandoned his wife. If he did, God would turn away from him, right, because he would have went against his woes and, and everything that the Catholic Church teaches and God teaches himself. But the fact is that he's not abandoning her, right? But, like, he's weak as a girl. He needs somebody in his life. And I don't think if there's a loving just God out there, God will judge him on the fact that he didn't abandon his wife. And just because he met this other person, I don't God, God is going to look harshly on him. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, I, well, I, well, I wasn't going to bring God into it so much. I know James likes to bring God into it every now and again. But I just think from a moral point of view, you don't have to, you don't have to think of God from a moral point of view. But I, I think you basically are the, I mean, it's up to you to judge yourself. If you believe your actions are justified, well, then they're justified, aren't they? You know what I mean? That It's up yeah. to you. Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. Sienna. Yeah. It's hard to hear you as the line. And all he wants is jollies off your woman. Uh, he does want his jollies, yeah. <laughs> it's a holy disgrace. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's no. It's not I, all about jollies. Like, no, it's not all about jollies. You know? no, it's not all about your jollies. But no. No. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know if he's having sex with her yet. He doesn't mention that specifically in the email. But he is going away on holidays with her. Well, he's hardly buying condoms for his bleeding Christmas break. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, yes. Hang on. But hang on, hang on. Let me just go to Norman before I finish. Sorry. Norman, go ahead. <laughs> Hello, Niall. How are you doing? Uh, it, it is about the Alzheimer's, isn't it? Yes, the, uh, yes. If I'm correct, is it? Yeah. Uh, it's just funny. I have from my own experience, uh, my mother-in-law had Alzheimer's. And, you know, my, my father-in-law uh, stood by her to the very end. Uh, my mother also had Alzheimer's, both now unfortunately dead, but uh, she had a long-time boyfriend, or fa- you know. Right. But as soon as she had Alzheimer's, uh, he, he, he kind of, how would you say, I won't say he liked it, but he kind of, he found somebody else, and uh, his concern or, or attention for my mother kind of... Oh, I get you, I get you. I think it's very sad. He was a very, you know, his, yeah, yeah. He's a nice person and all that, and and and. But after that, we lost contact, you know. Right. But I guess some people are like that, you know. And and in relation to this particular guy, whose wife is in a hospital with Alzheimer's or in a care home, doesn't even know who he is, and he's hooked up with this other woman for you know coffee dates, and now he's planning on bringing her on holidays. Do you think that's a complete no no? Um. I, I think so. I think. I think in a way. Of course, you have friendships. You should. I mean, I say to 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 my children or to my wife. You know, your friendships are as important to your wife. Or not get by friends, but your your friends are important. You know, it's not just me in your life. But uh, I, I think though, as soon as somebody gets sick, sick, and you kind of, particularly something like Alzheimer's, and you kind of, um, well, you know, there, there's the history then. It's it's, mm. it's it's a bit hard, it's a bit cruel, it's a bit hard to, to take. Yeah, uh, it's, maybe it's human. Maybe I'm being too too judgmental or too um, too hard. 
Well, I suppose he's saying that he has his needs. I do apologise to everybody because I've run right out of time. Norman, thank you very much indeed. John, James, Sienna and everybody else. Uh, some of the messages, by the way, coming in. Somebody says, Niall, I, I can't contemplate how many people in your show today have said that they don't believe this is right. Uh, no, none of them are clearly thinking of this man and his loneliness. Uh, Breda says, it would be very hard to trust them again. I don't know what you mean by that, Breda. Mm. Anyway, well said, John and Cork. Uh, the sympathisers soon leave after death and the spouse is on their own. Loneliness is horrendous, says Dorothy. He's only thinking below the waist. If it's company he wants, join a support group, says Sarah. Uh, John is right for once. I'm assuming that's John O'Dee. Uh, Liam on Facebook. In sickness and in health, says Elaine. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Elaine. There you go. That's the kind of common thread today, isn't it? Jackie Walsh says, please get a grip on yourselves. Life is short. He who can cast the first stone, you have no idea what did the man is going through. Uh, my cousin took his life on Saturday from loneliness. Oh, that's awful. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, he is in no, he's no way holy if there is a fid in his wife. Wouldn't have dementia in the first place. I have no idea what that even means. And uh, Dorothy says, if you hadn't used the words physical needs in his email, would this conversation even be going on? Who says they're, they're having sex? They may be friends who sit over coffee and have a chat. Companionship, a friend, someone to talk to. Oh, my God, not every widow wants a friend for sex. Well, he, well, he did, yeah, I know, but he did say physical needs. He said he had emotional and physical needs. So clearly he wants to get his jollies off. You know, he did say that in the email. We weren't making that bit up. Anyway, we'll be back in with you tomorrow at 12. Don't forget this podcast will be up online on the uh, Niall Boylan Show website, nileboylan.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all the usual places in about an hour or so. Uh, we take down the live stream straight after the show. But please do subscribe. It helps us to pay for the show. Otherwise, we have no other way of getting money. So this entertainment we're providing you on a daily basis doesn't come for free. It costs us money to operate. We don't make any money out of it. I promise you, we don't make money at all out of it. Um, thankfully, I still have a job. Uh, but anyway, click the subscribe button if you're on Twitter right now. It's just up there. All right. Just a, Am I on the right side? Yeah, just up there. The subscribe button is just under the follow button. When you follow me on Twitter, you'll see the subscribe button. Or indeed, go to the website. Or indeed, if you're an advertiser or anybody who would like to sponsor us, we'll quite happily take sponsorship. If you're any of those people who have now abandoned RTE, for example, because you're not allowed to give free cars away anymore or do side deals... We'll happily do a side deal with you. We don't care. We have no morals. <laughs> we'll happily do a side deal with you and we'll take whatever you're offering uh, as a way to continue doing what we do here today uh, because that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that we bring you stories, dilemmas, social issues, all those kind of things on a daily basis. So please do subscribe if you can and help support us. Remember, it's only the price of a pint once a month. It's not even that, actually. A pint is so expensive nowadays, five or six quid. It's a fiver once a month. That's all we'd ask you for. Uh, for that, by the way, you will get extra content that we put on the website. You also get stuff that we put on the uh, subscribe section and Twitter as well. So you And as we go forward in the future, there will be a lot more stuff, longer interviews, etc., etc., for people who subscribe as well. All right? This show, by the way, every single day is free of charge. We don't charge you. You can watch it on Twitter. You can watch it on Facebook. And you can listen to it. It's all free of charge. We don't charge it. We never will. Because we want you to interact with the show. So please do help us. Do support us. I'll be back again with you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Until then, thanks very much and have a great day.
The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.